This is Josh Kanak, and I'm a sales agronomist in CHS Ag Services in Hazel, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network, CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Good afternoon. Welcome to Agriculture Today here on the Red River Farm Network. And we are on the go today at the uh, Joint Annual Conference with the Red River Watershed Management Board and the Flood Damage Reduction working group and we're talking uh, watershed talking water management all to come here during agriculture today but first let's get a peek to those markets randy what's happening yes. appreciate it uh, we're talking with rob sip who is the executive director of the uh, red river watershed management board and rob let's start by introduction uh, introduction tell us about this meeting itself and and uh, what's uh, what's the focus here Sure, it's our annual conference with the Red River Watershed Management Board and the Flood Damage Reduction Work Group. So it's that one time we come together during the course of the year to talk about research updates, projects, kind of the hot topics of what's going on in the watershed world and the flood mitigation world up here in the basin. Obviously, all this is going on. We're also keeping an eye to what's happening in uh, in St. Paul with it being a, a legislative year, also a, a bonding year. Uh, what's uh, What's the ask? What are we looking for as we look to uh, what's coming out of uh, the Minnesota legislature? Yeah, so we're busy down there. We have about uh, nine projects that are in the works that are ready to go for uh, construction. We're looking for about $73 million for about nine projects. And if we can get these done, uh, we'll have about another 100,000 acre uh, feet of new water storage on the landscape. So it's a big amount of water storage that we're looking for. And and that really is what the focus is at this point is water storage, isn't it? Yes, correct. Water storage and flood control. So um, we think about what's happening just with the economy in general. Inflation is obviously a big talking point. What's that mean when we're looking at uh, some of these projects that we're talking about, Rob? Yeah, that's a big deal right now. And last year, the same projects, if we were to get funded, would have cost about 47 to 50 million. Now that number is about 73 million. And it's a real number. Uh, project costs have definitely gone up, fuel costs, labor costs, everything. So we need to get these done because if, if we have to wait another year, that cost is just going to keep going up. Last year, we thought we were going to have some bonding and it didn't happen. What kind of impact does that have? Right. Yeah, that it just delays project projects another year. And one of the difficulties, too, is lining up all the other project partners, permits, funding, funding entities, and trying to make sure that is all coordinated and consistent is a big job. And we don't want to lose out on any money, and, and we really uh, want to get this pent-up demand for, for funding taken care of. We all know what uh, water management means in, in this part of the world. Talk to me about the, the, the Red River uh, Watershed Management Board. What, what kind of uh, area are we talking about for this, this uh, board? Yeah, so it's the Minnesota side. So there's 11 organized watershed districts up here, and seven of them are part of us. So real large part of the, the state. Uh, it's the whole Red River Basin. And again, it's seven watershed districts that are part of us and we're a joint powers board. We do have taxing authority and we use that for helping our member watershed districts fund uh, not, not only large-scale flood projects, city flood control, and then farmstead ring digs. Uh, obviously a lot of focus on what kind of projects we can do here. When you look at uh, the funding I was looking at some of the stuff you're presenting today. What happens here at the watershed level is a whole lot different than what happens in, uh, you know, the funds have to go to the cities. It has to go to all the other government entities as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're, we're really trying to spread this around. We have some of the large-scale flood projects that we're doing. Uh, we have a couple city projects, city of New Folden, that we're working on. We want to get that one done uh, just because it would bring those people out of the 100-year floodplain. 
a uh, real important project the city of Purley we're working on and then just some of these larger uh, flood impoundments up and down the valley. Again, this is day number two of a two-day conference with the Red River Watershed Management Board. Talking water management today, talking with Rob Sipp, the Executive Director of the Red River Watershed Management Board. And we've got uh, more coming your way as well. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Good afternoon, Farm News here on the Red River Farm Network. As mentioned, we are on the go today. I'm Don Wick. We'll be hearing more from Randy Coonan and Sierra Doctor in studio. We'll also get an update from Whitney Pittman. She's at the International Crop Expo that is underway as we speak as well. But we're coming to you from Moorhead. This is the Red River Watershed Management Board. Their annual conference is going on as we speak. We're talking with Jason Broughton right now of uh, treasurer with the Red River Watershed Management Board, also a part of the Roseau River Watershed District. Uh, uh, you're a farmer as well. Uh, let's talk, if we can, maybe just look back to last year. Talk to me about uh, the spring and, and how you guys got through it. Well, that was a very educational year. We um, we ended up having on our farm, we had about five weeks of water. We didn't start in the field till June 4th. We got done on June 10th, and we got about 40% of our farm. We just seeded soybeans. That was it. How did things turn out for you? Turned out unbelievable. I mean, if you would have told me I could seed in that in June and get that good a crop, I would have said you were crazy. No, we're probably our best average we've ever had across our whole farm. Thank goodness we had a good long fall, and that, that helped matters, uh, no doubt. Um, when you take a look at what's going on with the Red River Watershed Management Board, a lot of it is talking about uh, storing that water. Uh, give me your perspective. Yes, we, um like, for instance, we have nine projects right now that are in the queue to get done. And if we can get these projects done, we are looking like we're bringing on probably 100,000 acre feet of water storage, more up and down the valley. That's a big deal. I mean, we're going to start seeing some, a lot of, over the whole area, it's going to see a lot of benefits from this. From a farmer's perspective, what's it mean for productivity? Well, we're going to start controlling this water better. Like we have a project up in Rozo that, the people downstream of it, they will probably get in their fields seven to 10 days earlier. And like last year, if it's June, a week makes a big difference. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, what other kind of projects are we working on right now with the district? Well, um, we're doing another good project up in New Folden, Minnesota. We're trying to take that town out of the floodplain. I mean, everybody up there is playing, they got to play flood insurance. So if we can get this project done, we ended up having to put in a new railroad bridge in that. And the people are excited about it because it's it's gonna make a difference. So I, we don't, nobody has to pay insurance anymore, flood insurance. On the grain elevator, I was just there a couple of weeks ago and they were like, we pay, a th we pay many thousands of dollars a year. Well, this is gonna be a benefit to that co-op. They can probably give some of that money back to their patrons. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It, it's, it's pretty important when we take a look at uh, managing water that it's done on a on a basin-wide type of approach and that's what this is all about that's right i mean it it works so good if you have everybody down in wheaton minnesota at the very start of the red if they can control their share and we're off the red a little bit you know that's our main goal is always to try to get 20 percent less getting to the red river control that and everybody works like a like a motor then you got to have all the pieces working the right to get the motor to run and if we can get these projects going we have a bunch of them now but we, we need a few more. A lot happens with what's going on in St. Paul then, I'm guessing. Oh yeah, and that that's a challenge. 
we were down there last week and we're trying to drum up some money and it's not you know to get it they didn't bond last year so we're trying to get them to do it this year sounds like we might get a couple bondings to play catch up we need it to get these projects done because with the inflation and the cost of everything is going up a lot there's a surplus we should should be able to find some place for it right? that's right <laughs> we we have a place for it well we just got to get them down there to say hey we'll write a check out for these guys and get it done you know we need that well let's uh, let's hope things are, are doing good for us there but as well going into the spring season uh, as we look into getting that crop in the ground yeah, yeah I, I hope it works out. I mean it's we need it everybody up and down the valley it's not just the farmers and the little towns I mean this is a wide it's a basin total basin spread that we need this done and hopefully we'll get there and I it sounds promising you know you always got to keep your fingers crossed but we'll wait and see well, we appreciate the input. Jason Broughton with us out of the Roseau area. Again, treasurer with the Red River Watershed Management Board. More to come here on the Red River Farm Network. Let's turn it back to the studio for more farm news. All right. Thanks, Don. We've got, uh, looks like snow moving across, mostly South Dakota here at the moment, southern Minnesota. National Weather Service Aberdeen meteorologist Kerry Flegel warns the winter storm's path through Minnesota and South Dakota could drop over a foot of snow in some areas through tomorrow. Across much of the mid upper Midwest, we're going to see a lot of snow and a lot of wind. A lot of the snow that's happening now is that fluffier variety, so not great for driving conditions. There's quite a lot of areas, uh, including uh, portions of central and southern South Dakota into Minnesota, that are expecting um, eight inches or more. Uh, some of the highest amounts are expected in the Twin Cities, so Minneapolis, St. Paul, uh, they are expecting a storm total of 11 to 16 inches, and that's all the way through uh, Thursday, late afternoon, early evening. And temperatures expected to drop well into the teens below zero. So temperatures are, are definitely pretty chilly. Added to the, the winds that we're expecting here, we are having some uh, dangerous wind chills as well. Highs today, for example, hovering right around zero for much of uh, much of South Dakota, more into the teens as you move into Minnesota. Paraguay and much of Brazil, outside of some northeastern and a far in a few far southern areas, will see regular rounds of showers and thunderstorms through the next two day weeks. Field work should advance around the showers. However, delays to soybean harvest will occur. Delayed second crop corn planting into March. World Weather Incorporated says rains Monday through Thursday next week will favor central Brazil with one to two and a half inches expected. Restricted rainfall pattern expected to continue through most of the next two weeks for Argentina. World Weather Incorporated says it will not be totally dry, however. Parts of northern Argentina will benefit from rain showers into Saturday. Better rains are in the forecast for the first weekend in March. This is the Red River Farm Network. Good afternoon, farm news on the Red River Farm Network. We're on the go today at the Red River Watershed Management Board Annual Conference, or joint conference underway as we speak in Moorhead. We're visiting with Linda Vavra, the president of the Minnesota Association of Watershed Districts, also the Bois de Sioux Watershed District, and manager with the Red River Watershed Management Board. You, you wear a lot of hats when we come to this meeting. Yes, I do. I wear a lot of hats. A lot of, I'm big in water, and I like to represent watersheds because they do such a fine job for us. Talk to me from 
maybe from a statewide perspective, what are some of the priorities we have as we take a look at uh, the issue of water management? Well, I, I think that I think that if we could take more of a watershed approach across this whole state, we would be better off uh, because watersheds do one thing. They manage water. They're, they're not, they don't have a lot of things on their plate like county commissioners do. Uh, so we can focus just mainly on water. And with the Minnesota watersheds, we are kind of an advocacy group where we help to train watersheds, we work with watersheds, and we help to lobby for watershed issues uh, down in the capital. And right now we're after bonding money uh, for flood damage reduction because in the spring of the year, this is Minnesota and we do have flooding here and we cannot get these projects done without money throughout the whole entire state. Yeah, we think about what happens here on the red, but uh, certainly there's a lot of other parts of the state that uh, have water management issues as well. That, that they do. I, I think the only difference is, is the rest of the water in this state goes south and, and, and it goes into water that's already thawed where those of us here in the Red River Valley, our water goes to the north and it flows into a frozen river across a frozen tundra that causes us tons of problems. You've mentioned the bonding situation. No bonding was done last year really puts the emphasis on getting something done this session? It really it really does. And I'm understanding that they're trying to work on two bonding bills. They, they have one going right now that would be for $20 million, uh, which sounds like a lot of money. But yet, uh, and, and only of that $20 million, only $5 million of it for the Red River Valley. But right now, the Red River Valley could use $71 million just to complete the projects we already have started here. It sounds like a lot of money, like you said, but uh, it takes a lot when we're talking about these. These are pretty extensive projects. They're they're very huge, extensive projects. The Voice of Sioux, <clears throat> which is my home watershed, is working on a project called the Red Path Project, and that project alone, uh, when we started that project, the cost was going to be $25 million. Well, because of no bonding bills for the last many years, now the cost of that project is up to $52 million. It's a good project. It will it will store a lot of water and help us to manage the water on the Red River so that our neighbors to the north do not flood, meaning Wahpeton, Breckenridge, and, and, and on north. So a very important project. It'll also help our, our local farmers so that they can have uh, better productive fields, and it'll take uh, some of the, the, the pressure off in the homeland flooding. But these projects are not built just for flood damage reduction alone. They are also have many components. Uh, they clean up the water. They'll, they'll help to take sedimentation and clean up that water. And they also have natural resource enhancements. So a project is not built with just one, with one plan in mind, but it does many, many things for that money. Talking water today, Linda Vavra with us, uh, again from the Minnesota Association of Watershed Districts, the Boyd Sioux Watershed, and of course the Red River Watershed Management Board. From Moorhead, I'm Don Wick with more farm news. Return to the studio. The delay in harvest in Brazil and the drought-reduced Argentine crop is allowing U.S. soybean export window to remain open a little longer than usual. Midwest Market Solutions President Brad Hoops says that will put pressure on an already tight U.S. soybean supply. I think, you know, we're putting in this premium in here, uh, expecting that we're going to see that crop be lowered and that maybe the U.S. is going to benefit from it in the form of some export business. So. Um, you know, we, we've extended this window of marketing opportunity uh, because Brazil has been a little bit uh, slow in their harvest, 
and they've not been exporting as much, although we've heard some reports that they're starting to see increased farmer selling as that harvest is ramping up and getting closer back to more of a normal pace. And Brazil is already offering soybeans on the world market at cheaper prices than U.S. soybeans. Russia has donated 25,000 tons of wheat to Cuba. The emergency donation was made to ease food shortages in Cuba. Russia made a similar donation in April of this past year. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Good afternoon. Welcome to our update from uh, the Red River Watershed Management Board Annual Conference. It's underway in Moorhead. I'm Don Wick along with Ted Preister from the Red River Basin Commission. We've been talking a lot about what's been happening on the Minnesota side of the river, but uh, your focus goes to the other direction. That's right. Uh, in the Red River Basin Commission, we're always looking across the whole basin. So that means North Dakota, that means Manitoba, and the same problems exist on all sides of that equation. Talk about uh, that watershed perspective. Uh, really, it does take a lot of collaboration. It does. And it's fun because as you look, Minnesota has watershed districts and that's how they work. North Dakota doesn't have that. But that's not how their law is written either. So even the century code, they adjust and they get joint boards and things work. It just is a different process and it's a different perspective, still working toward the watershed perspective overall. And then across the border into Canada as well. Right. Canada, about two years ago, shifted to watershed districts, so they're still growing. Uh, but they have had great opportunities to take some big steps, just like all the projects that the Red River Watershed Management Board does. So uh, when you take a look at that, that basin perspective, any particular issues you're looking at right now? So it's always going to be about two things, water quantity and water quality. Quantity is too much or not enough water, and we, we have, have that the last two years, not enough and way too much. So everybody has that same problem throughout the basin. And then quality, we, we all count on clean water, and, and how do we all work together to get there? Um, and, you know, the Manitobans are really excited about that because it's Lake Winnipeg, and they all have their cabins and, and the commercial fishery. All of those things depend on the water quality, so big deal. Good deal. Ted Preister with us, Red River Basin uh, Commission, as we come to you from Moorhead and the Red River Watershed Management Board Annual Conference. That's what's happening here. Randy, what's happening in the marketplace? Well, we're still lower here. We're seeing March wheat in Minneapolis right now down 10 and 3 quarters. Chicago is down 14 and a half. And Kansas City, uh, March wheat's down 28 cents. March corn right now date trading 6 cents lower at uh, 674 and a half. December corn's down 4 and 3 quarters. March soybeans down 10 and a quarter at 15.38. November beans are down five and a half. March canola right now 3.30 a metric ton higher. Thanks for joining us. Have a great afternoon. This is the Red River Farm Network.